Yes, I've heard they've got Mexican pizza. Okay, what? (laughs) (laughs) We're discussing the uh, wonderful date that I'm taking somebody to, to a fantastic new little Tex-Mex joint called Taco Bell. (laughs) I don't know if you've heard of it. (laughs) If you're not feeling Taco Bell... A pizza hut's right next door. (laughs) Within the same building, there's a combination. (laughs) You heard this shit? (laughs) Anyway, can you cover me? I'm out of money. Are you you, you ready? Funny. Expensive. Wanna Whatever. Be happy. Hey everyone, welcome back to The Funny Papers, a show where three 30-something sure collective psychosis for the classic 90s cartoon show, Doug. I'm Mike, and with me are my friend Sam. Merry Christmas, Harry. And Jim. Happy Hanukkah, Marv. We've been on break for a bit, but we today we have a very special treat for you. Uh, did you know that there was a Doug live-action musical at one point? Well, I, I did, did, obviously. I did. <laughs> we all did, but today, we've been talking about this for a bit, but today we have decided to present to you a review of it for you, dear viewer. Happy you can't tell holidays. whether this is because you've been bad or good this year. <laughs> it's a Christmas miracle. <laughs> <laughs> this was a thing that happened at uh what Disney MGM Studios at, at Disney World, right? Is that right, Sam? Uh it was I don't remember if it was MGM Studios or Disney Hollywood Studios. It's one of the I don't remember what its name was back then, but it ran from 1999 to 2001. And if you know anything about like Disney theme parks, this is actually remarkable for how like little <laughs> they use this. Like for fuck's sake, in like 2014, 2015, they brought back Captain EO, which stars Michael Jackson, (laughs) who is a pedophile, allegedly. (laughs) But that movie's movie's tight. It is fucking awesome. Don't get me wrong. It deserves to be brought back. But, I mean, they brought back a guy who's a sex criminal before they brought back the Doug Live action show, which should tell you all you need to know about the quality (laughs) And that it's too much of a treasure and should be preserved in amber. (laughs) Preserved in amber and then thrown into the bottom of the sea yes right also this is called doug live which is ironic because this is the last doug thing that's ever been released <laughs> doug's <laughs> dying gasp didn't quite sell as well <laughs> yeah. oh my god yeah so this was like uh it, it takes place in the disney universe but there's a lot of like references to the nick universe as well no, like, this, oh, yeah. is, this is just straight up copying from two nickelodeon episodes Sure, exactly. I, I kind of think that this might honestly be the trans, the canon transition between Nickelodeon and Disney. <laughs> yeah, I think this is kind of their attempt at a soft reboot to see how audiences would react to it. And the answer was, it wasn't a good reaction. <laughs> the answer is, <laughs> rip, I really don't dog. like this. That, was, what is wrong with that dog, man? <laughs> it, was, it was live action. They did a live action pork chop. It's great. He's in a dog outfit. They <laughs> painted his around. face blue. 
And he crawls around on his hands and knees and gets head scratches from Doug. Just like a dog. And any time that they need to stall for time, Porkchop just kind of jumps up on a bed and wiggles his ass. This is kind of a weird thing. Yeah, he dances like a human does, but walks around like a dog does. Move amongst us. Horrible man. Trigger warning if you're like me and you're afraid of this type of thing. <laughs> I, this is also 30 fucking minutes long so don't watch it just, we just, should yeah just we listen should, to us we should state this is we the way we found this i don't remember how we originally found this i think we just searched for like we Doug just left content. ourselves open to the dark places of the world and this just happened to us Right, but the the specific recording of it that we found is on YouTube to this day, right? Uh-huh. It, it, so it is recorded with, some, remember, it ran between 99 and 2001, and so it was recorded on, like, a hand camera from, like, a random audience member who, this Disney, this, this YouTube channel, Disney Rob. Shout out to uh, Disney Rob. <laughs> yeah, giving us content for 11 years. <laughs> Shout out to Disney <laughs> Rob, still evading assassins somewhere in the Everglades. We'll we'll put a link to the show in the description if you're sure. that much of a fucking masochist. <laughs> but if you really hate yourself, and let's be real, who here doesn't? But but so so we the, that's the quality of the recording we're working with, right? Like so sometimes the the audio is a little bit difficult to make out, and as we discussed before recording, the fucking the YouTube auto generated closed captions just fucking give up. Uh-huh. The fact that you can't great. make out exactly what they're saying is kind of a blessing at multiple points. <laughs> no, I looked up the lyrics, so I, I have I have gazed into these videos. <laughs> Sam, this is by far the most research you've ever done to one of That's these episodes. Not true. <laughs> I don't believe you. Shut up. <laughs> there is that time that he figured out Porkchop sucked the bear off. Oh, of course, of right. course. But that was that was intuition. That wasn't hard research. Uh, <laughs> that was him just... Uh, I had to buy the script for that one. Don't you oh, remember? yeah, of course. Yeah, that was him tapping into the Akashic records of things that have long since passed beyond human ken. Of course, of course. Shout out to Disney okay. Rob. Yeah, Rob. thanks, Disney Rob. I was just if laughing uh, about this guy like going to vacation to at Disney World and then going to watch the Doug show and telling his family <laughs> to shut the fuck up because he's trying to record. <laughs> or even better, going alone and then telling the kids around him shut the fuck up. <laughs> Doug's fucking on screen. Yeah, Doug's on the stage, you motherfucker. <laughs> it's Doug. I'm trying to record this for my for my YouTube channel in 2001. <laughs> God, would this be uh, back before it was Google Video? Yeah. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Oh, shit. This guy isn't, like, if it's from 2001, like, this guy is Well, the recording's from 2001. The up, it was uploaded in 2010. Okay. Well, that well, was it. Remember there was the time in YouTube, like, all of the recordings from the dark days of YouTube got, like, updated to the current section, and they, like, redid all yeah, of the Google dates? Google Video was obliterated, and in its place it became YouTube, yes. Oh, shit. When Old man yells happen? at internet. When did that I happen? Because I remember watching YouTube in my I think I want to say that was around 2008, 2009 that happened. Okay. Right. Oh, shit. All right. Well, should we just fucking dive into what happens in this shit? Yeah. Uh, let's, like, well, really, <laughs> quick, really quick. If they ever brought this show back, what's your guys' dream casting for live action, Doug? Oh, my God. I don't know any actors. I mean, I want Josh Gad to provide grunts I, that's and exactly, for Pork That's Shop. exactly what I put. 
fuck? You're welcome. <laughs> Wait, who's that? Who's Eat that? shit and die, Sam. Who's that? If you're He's, an idiot uh, like he, me. He plays the snowman in Frozen. <laughs> <laughs> He's also the guy who made all the noises for Muncher. Wait, so you want him to be Doug? No, I, I want him to be Porkchop. I wanted him. Okay, so there's two ways to go about this, right? Okay, okay. Joss Gad is the pure chaos option. <laughs> oh, if God. Want, if you want Doug to be the straight man around pure chaos, do Neil Patrick Harris. The other okay. character, I want uh, Skeeter to be Danny Glover and Paddy to be Gilbert Godfrey. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. And then uh, have Roger be Nick Cage. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yes. Roger is, is Nick give Cage's me, inspired casting. Give me 100%. this, Disney. You can afford it. <laughs> yeah. But can they afford it uh, in terms of audience reaction? Probably, actually. They can. They released The Eternals like three weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, they they oh, clearly are at the we're just fucking around at this point stage. You hogs will put eat anything we put in front of you. By the way, thanks for still having us open in your podcast app of choice. <laughs> yeah. We're going to give you some truffles. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of truffles, we open this scene. We open this, this musical. Really looking forward um, to how the hell you make this transition work, man. Thank you. It's that it is good. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> just, we open it on uh, basically the title card of Doug, right? Where Doug walks out of the door and like turns on the lights and shows the word Doug. And it is on Doug Man, the man who is dressed as Doug, and Awful Pork Chop Man uh, throwing confetti on the audience. Well, the thing is, the, the fu- when I was doing research for this, I learned that there's a pre-show where they interview Jim Jenkins on it's like a video <laughs> recording of Jim Jenkins, and I could not for the life of me find it. But what we also learned is that the cast members dressed as Doug characters do crowd work. And holy, like before it? Yeah. Oh. And the crowd warmed up. And oh, God, why is that online anywhere? If you can <laughs> find that, I will pay you several tens of cents. <laughs> if you had to guess, what do you think? A, what do you think they interviewed Jim Jenkins about? And B, who do you think did the crowd work? And what did they do with the, the crowd? Uh, it's the actor that plays Roger doing the Chris Rock bit about, you know. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> okay, I shouldn't have asked. What do, you think they, what do you think they interviewed Jenkins about? Like, about his creative process? Or something? Was know, it just like Chris one of the Rock interviews? Bit. Yeah, it's probably oh, okay. just the creation, like where Doug comes from. And just the sure. like spiel that we've read a thousand times because we have brain problems fair enough all right Doug's based on me and some of the feelings i've had and everybody's like it's basically a kind of thing that i've had happen to me when i was a kid yeah okay got fine moving on this is sure. what my dog looked like yes. <laughs> this, is- <laughs> this is what my dog who cannot die looks like i he still have him to this a- day he had the face of a man <laughs> <laughs> You are the sword of Michael, Jim. <laughs> Click not oh now. God. I'm doing a podcast, Balfagor. Oh, shit. All right. Well, they they dance around for a little bit in front of the audience to mixed reaction. <laughs> yeah. And, and then they hide, play hide and seek in Doug's room and Doug writes in his journal with an oversized pencil. Yeah, like, the audience is a pretty funny part about this recording. Yes. Uh-huh. They're, like, halfway into it. 
(laughs) (laughs) I wrote down there are three times when the audience laughs. (laughs) (laughs) And there are there are multiple portions where they like pause for audience laughter and they have none. (laughs) Also, Doug looks like the ShamWow guy. Yes. Oh yeah, they give they give Doug like spiked up '90s hair, like like frosted tips yeah, spiked like up in fucking, front of his head. Looks like the fucking Scout from Team Fortress. <laughs> yeah, he looks like the Scout from Team Fortress too. Like that is the impression. Not least because his costume is weird and like a video game character was brought partially into our reality. Right. They also give him a fake belly, right? They have like a they have like a like a a, a fat suit almost on the front of it. So weird. <laughs> Why would they do that? Because he's gotta have the little tummy. <laughs> yeah, this was a specific spec, like a specific request from Jim Jenkins. <laughs> we do know he was involved in the he, we do know he was involved in the production. It said, uh-huh. like, uh, it said that, oh, yeah, also one of the things. He's gotta have I saw, a paunch, pork chop's gotta have a man's face, and Roger has to be <laughs> super fuckable. The other thing I just remembered, the other thing I saw when doing very brief research on this, this production cost six million dollars. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, six million dollars. And they did this, they did this five fucking times a day at the park. <laughs> that explains this, why at least they got the cost that like, high. Like, god damn. Imagine, like, you're getting you're not getting paid like union rates for this. Because Disney yeah. hires scabs. Doing this oh. five times a day for like eight dollars an hour. <laughs> you gotta dress up like a so fucking dog and sniff the best place Doug's balls. The planet is 21 Jumbo Street. <laughs> yeah, Please let so- me out of this. My life is hell. Yeah, that's how they start this. They start this with a song about how it all started a year ago. It all started about a year ago. Once again, a year ago. Y- no, it didn't. <laughs> this also we means did. that this occurs approximately at the same time as the nude dink episode. It takes place a bunch of times, a bunch of episodes. Like the year is like a constant, uh, uh, like you know, little point, like time, time stamp that they. Put put into these episodes they say a year ago all the time i'm just now i'm just imagining live action mr dink and i'm clutching my head <laughs> oh they have mr dink in the background in the video but yeah, they never show actual dink the spake zarathustra comes on as mr dink <laughs> just rolls forward hey douglas oh my god well, so they say that it all started a year ago. Yeah, this when is they why moved. I think it's it's this is the world's most unnecessary retcon. <laughs> yes, agreed. And they say it was from when they moved to Blo- from Bloatsburg Twenty One Jumbo, and they recount the the again the first episode of Doug. They recount the first episode of Doug when they were in the back seat of the car and Doug was doodling. And they sing a song about how he's, like, drawing a sun and the road. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and in the background, uh, Porkchop is like, do you remember that old meme of, like, the teenagers humping the ottoman? To, like, no. set the music. <laughs> That's what he's okay. doing. <laughs> oh, I'll take your word for it, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> People know what I'm talking about. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sound off in the comments. <laughs> they also recall, we, we had a big moment in our first episode of the show where we talked about driving over the town of Bumpo. They even talk about that in this song. Horrifying. Yeah, they're just trying to get rid of the Nick episodes. That has to be it. 
Yeah, this is like, they're saying like, oh yeah, you can summarize all of the Nick episodes in just like this one song, yeah, right? Yeah, we're also gonna it's do two be. of them here. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, and this is, oh, when they're singing this song, uh, so I was watching this and briefly Talia was in the room with me <laughs> and she listens, she listens, Talia's like a musical expert, right? She like loves musicals, listens to a bunch of shit. I was like, hey, do you want to listen to the Doug musical? She's like, no. But she hears this brief bit, goes, this is the most generic bullshit imaginable and then left. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so like, this is a musical yeah. And they don't use any of the famous Doug songs. No, none of them. There's a part where the them. beats are on stage. Don't use a single beat song. <laughs> they make up a new, like, two-line song. And it's only, they're only on the stage for, like, 20 seconds. Oh, oh, dude, I think the beats were also audience participation. I think they dressed up audience members. Really? Be- I thought it was because just remember- Quail Kid. You know the part when they like pan to the right at the end and everyone's taking a bow? It's people in street clothes. And I think it was audience. I think it was just like, hey, go on there that and sucks. just fucking fuck around for two, two <laughs> that's seconds. That's actually kind of cool. That All right. I did nah, tally sucks. the list of things that I saw in this that, all right, okay, it's not <laughs> for me, but I can see why this would be good gag. There are people on staff at Disney who understand what a good gag is. It's not their fault that it's poisoned by proximity to Doug. Sure. Well, so it starts to show as they're just like singing the song about how sick it is to be on 21 Jumbo Street. Uh, it's like half live action with Doug and Porkchop, but then also it's animated in the background, which I, I think this is an interesting touch. That's they have cool. like, that's yeah, cool. they, I like, like that. the imagination zone is represented in the form of a bunch of projections onto the wall. Right. Well, and half so, the time it is. The other half of the time, it like just the studio lights change for the imagination. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Imagine, imagine you're like a child that's never seen Doug. How fucking oh. confused you would be that like Doug like acts out his most like insane fantasies <laughs> right in front of you, and you don't realize it's like an imagination thing. Yeah. But the thing is, is that this also has concrete proof that his imagination sequences happen in real oh, time yes. because oh, people yeah. react to them. He blacks out for like three days after the quail man. <laughs> yeah, the first bit that is actually right about here because as Doug introduces the people who he's run into, there's Skeeter, he's my best friend. Who are you talking to, man? <laughs> yeah. First one of, okay, I thought that was funny. Carry on. And I thought that like it was it's it's actually this here is like a good production touch while it shows. So it, the people that he like primarily introduces are Skeeter, Patty and Roger. And then all three of them, the actors that play them, burst out of the projection screen and onto the stage. And I thought that that was kind of a cute touch, right? Yeah. That they're animated and then now they're live action. It's all downhill from here. Yeah. Yeah. Also, oh, yeah. it means that Dink and the Sleeches are trapped in projection hell forever, <laughs> which is where they fucking belong. And so fucking Mr. Swirly is in the animation of all people. <laughs> Your favorite characters. Yes. Mr. Swirly, Al Salich, and that's it. <laughs> and, well, Doug's, Doug's parents are on the side, too, and I think they have dirt bike on their shoulders. <laughs> so this is like concrete Doug universe, or uh, Disney universe, rather. Yes. Oh, man. Well, they and oh, and Patty looks like a fucking total grandma in this. I don't, I don't know why she's like dressed and has hair like a like a '90s grandma, and also sounds like fucking like right. Lois from Family Guy. Right. No, her her Patty sounds as bad as Porkchop looks. You start with a new kid.
Yeah. The, the woman who has to play Patty has been given an impossible fucking job because she has to do the Patty mayonnaise voice and also project it like she's singing. You can't yeah. make out a word she's saying, and it is not her fault. And yeah. she's also technically in brownface. Yeah, that <laughs> is also happening. Face. You well, didn't have to do that. You didn't have to. It's, I mean, I know it's not the, the Wild West of 1999, but still, it was looked down upon back then. Right. Well, so Doug opens, after this song, he opens with an incredibly insightful philosophical statement to open the episode on. He says, Did you ever wonder why stuff has to happen and happens to happen to who it happens to? Yeah, this is returning to the show's Calvinist roots from episode two. <laughs> yeah. However, the answer to the question, why do bad things happen to good people that this musical posits is, look how fucked up this dog looks. <laughs> <laughs> also, the to go down one more level, the answer it posits is, because you're an insufferable little shit who won't accept you're an insufferable little shit, Doug. Yeah. Because the whole time, he's, like, fantasizing here about, like, you know, how he hopes that someday Patty notices him. And he says, he specifically says that he hopes that someday Patty will say... You know, Doug, one of the best things to ever happen to us is you. Yeah? Ugh. Also, when they introduce (laughs) Roger, I forgot to bring this up. When they introduce Roger, he comes out saying, don't forget, Roger, I'm rich. Which he's not. (laughs) When he's... he gets rich in the Disney ones. I think oh, this oh, yeah, is because he wasn't. Yeah, this is assuming familiarity with the Disney moved. canon. They are establishing that Roger is rich because this is Disney. Right, now, they're rebooting that, it. Yeah. Right. He's always been rich. That's what they're saying. We've always been at war with Eurasia. <laughs> Hell oh yes. my god, yeah. <laughs> they're saying they're saying that a year ago. Like, yeah, because they're remembering a oh, year god, ago like, in yes. this yes. moment. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, shit. He's so they're not, completely he, rebooting he, it. I mean, like, that's one of the, like, one. I mean, there's lots of criticisms of the Disney episodes. One of the biggest ones is that they, like, flattened out all the characters. Like, they got right. rid of all their, like, like perceived flaws. You're like, right. wait, the characters in Doug are already pretty bl- broad strokes. How could they flatten them further? Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> they accomplished it. Yeah, for those who aren't aware, in the Disney episodes, they made Roger, like, who was canonically kind of poor they made him in they made him win the lottery and be rich <laughs> yeah i mean he's the one person that lives in the bluffington trailer part right it's like almost a layer of depth to the character but surprise no. <laughs> <laughs> gotta get rid of that shit yeah oh we already had a character who was kind of a shit and rich in the form of bb but eh. why why didn't they just use bb it's so rich, <gasps> god damn it. She, B, oh, BB's on the, like, video production yeah. in the back, but just, yeah, god damn it. Why, I mean, I just don't get why they need two rich characters. Because <laughs> they, they're, then they'll have tension about who gets to be the rich oh one. Oh god. I don't know, man. I know, it sucks. <laughs> well, I guess we have to watch uh, the Disney episodes to find out. Oh, yep, boy. <laughs> also, I was laughing, this may be the only funny to me, but I was laughing about us doing the Disney episodes in reverse order. <laughs> Oh my god. Because <laughs> we're starting with this one, technically, which is the last thing. But it's, I think that this is the transition between the Nick and the Disney episodes. I think that this takes place before the Disney episodes, right? right? That would make I think, sense for the last, like, thing to be released for Doug. This is the one they, they say is the first thing. 
Yeah, right. That's we're that's continuing what I'm saying. on in the trend after the uh, last episode of Nickelodeon Doug being the second to last episode of Nickelodeon Doug. That's right. <laughs> right, and also with uh, Doug's first movie also being Doug's last movie, <laughs> taking place before the end of the series. Sh- sure. <laughs> and they also they also technically the last thing that happens in Doug airs. Second to last in episode order. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. We need to take notes. Fuck. <laughs> we need to do the timeline at some point. We do. We really need to do the timeline as like a visual medium stream. <laughs> this does remind me of uh, just a thing I got into over the last couple of weeks. There was a, uh, like, are you familiar at all with the Flashman series of books? Obviously not. I okay, would it. But, like, it is... <laughs> Very good. It is a guy doing a very dark humor take on the British Empire and all of its faults. As oh God. Our, her- our hero, Lord time, <laughs> yeah, our hero Harry Fla- Harry Flashman is just the worst cowardly bully ever. But because he's looks pretty good, and when he's scared out of his mind, he turns red instead of pale, and he just lies fucking constantly. He keeps on going ahead, like, improving his career. And one of the best things of that series is that the guy making it blatantly doesn't give a shit about canon. Flashman, Forrest gumps his way through all of the great successes and failures of the British Empire. And at every step, the author is throwing away, Oh yeah, by the way, once upon a time, I was sold as a slave in the American South. Anyway, moving on, next question. Like, just completely making a mockery of the idea of canon. Whereas this is trying to say, no, really, there's canon. There's deep lore. Yeah, it's they, only it's, been a year. It's, it's, been, it's a only year. been a year. It's he's been, been a year. He's, he's been in middle school forever. And we just had a party to, about to celebrate that he's been here for a year. <laughs> and then he's going to go happened. out and see New Dink. <laughs> God. And the dog sucked well, off the bear. Yeah. That <laughs> well, thing that we know happened, canonically. Well, Roger uh, interrupts Patty talking about how sick Doug is and tells the audience that he wants to beat up Doug. And Same. then Porkchop... <laughs> and Porkchop makes a sign that he doesn't get it, and then there's thunderous applause in the audience. <laughs> well, Porkchop, now do you get the picture... Well, so Doug is talking about in the next scene how Skeeter is trying to help him impress Patty. And is this a thing that Skeeter actually knows? Like, I feel like Doug was trying to hide that from Skeeter, too, that he liked Patty. But is, maybe this is in the Disney episodes that he revealed For purposes that. of this episode, Skeeter is functioning as Doug's wingman. He, all, he has always known. He's has always he? always known. I thought I forget, Two plus man. two is five. <laughs> okay. Oh, good point. So what was it? A three-fifths of an hour? <laughs> yes. Three-fifths of an hour equals ten minutes. Your ignorance uh, of time cube has pr- made you stupid. Fine. Well, Doug now reveals that their big secret in how they're going to make Patty like Doug is by pulling out the really big book of dating for boys. And the audience loses it for the first time. And one of three times they start laughing. I was just laughing at like they got 
if they get Phil's voice actor to be like, stop singing to your dog, Doug. It's <laughs> <laughs> just the animated Phil. They don't bring him in live action. Or or that they use Phil's voice to narrate the big book of dating. <laughs> now, son, understand, always wear a condom, even in the shower. I was going to be like, now, son, condoms are uncomfortable and unnecessary. <laughs> <laughs> It doesn't Phil's feel as good, son. <laughs> it's just, Phil has no, learned his lesson after Doug was produced. No, he didn't. They had Dirt Bike. <laughs> dirt Bike doesn't show up in this either. They had Dirt just, Bike eight the, years just, after Doug. There was a long interim there. Wait, now that I think about it, we talk about the timeline of this takes place between the two Duck episodes. Dirt Bike does show up in this. Dirt Bike is on Phil's shoulders in the animated scenes in the background. Really? So Dirt Bike exists that. in this. I guess Dirt Bike's always been there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I guess sense. so. I guess Dirt Bike. <laughs> Dirt Bike's kind of like Pork Chop in the last episode, oh. where just at the point where it would be convenient, he exists again. Oh my she, in Dirt god. Bike's case. Well, they have this book, which is, this book is probably just like one of those pickup artist books. Oh, yeah, it's, it's the game. Oh Doug is God. reading the game. Yes. Which lends credence to my original theory of him oh, eventually yeah. going all right. And everything about this musical kind of demonstrating oh, that, yeah. too. Oh, God. He's got the hair and the outfit. Oh, my God, I didn't think about that. Oh, yeah, shit. The hair He's and- peacocking. Yeah, the hair makes him look like a refugee from the late 90s, which, to be fair, he is. Right, like, he's Doug like a, he looks like a boy instead, band. Yeah, instead of Doug looking like kind of a doofy average guy, he looks like a boy band reject, which is part of what gives the whole thing such a horrifying energy. Oh, my God. Well, Skeeter comes over to Doug's house as he's popping off about this book, and he says that the Beats are reuniting for a concert. Which is so and- funny, because that's, like, one of the th- the four things they changed in the Disney episodes. Yeah, they, got, <laughs> yeah, like, they made nah, the Beats nah, break nah. up, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, so then no, they're, no. like, retconning it again. They're like, oh, shit, wait, we really for, fucked up by getting rid no, of those guys. No payoff. They don't, like I said, they don't bring any of the beat songs back. Yep, <laughs> no, they don't. But They're there's like, a- hey, you, ho- you remember this, you hogs. <laughs> yep. <laughs> this has always been their song. Yeah. <laughs> and once again, they reuse a Nickelodeon plot point here of, hey, you can win a ticket to this re- reunion show by calling into the radio. They call in. Doug accidentally giving the right answer. It's the same fucking episode. They exact do the same, same. fucking joke. They say, they're like, oh yeah, what's the name of the song that was inspired by Chap Lipman's painful gum surgery? And Porkchop drops the book on Doug's foot and he goes, ow, that really hurts, which, oh my god, that's the name of the song! (laughs) (laughs) The way Doug yells at Porkchop here is, like, so aggro compared to the rest rest (laughs) of, like, how Doug talks in this show. Ow! Watch it, man, that really hurts! (laughs) <laughs> it's like it, to me it was just so I like paused it for a second like he's screaming at his dog you know the dog dialed the phone for you dog <laughs> he did the dog, I forgot about that the dog dialed the phone and he hit five numbers to do it <laughs> well that's, that's how many numbers are in a phone number oh yeah <laughs> oh my god at least he didn't answer it like in that one episode oh yeah and they also they have a DJ appear in the corner of the stage. And like yeah. it's only for like the this the 
uh, the set rotates to bring him out. He's only on there for like 20 seconds. And I was just getting depressed thinking about trying out to be Doug. And then they give you the DJ part. (laughs) (laughs) And that's, wait a minute. That's the only time that that part of the the scene ever rotates. And that's also, A, the only time we ever see this DJ, which could totally have just been a voice from beyond. And B, it isn't isn't the DJ from Doug. Like the DJ from Doug has a, and wait a minute, even in the Disney episodes, don't they make... Uh, the mayor turn into a DJ or something? Or no, maybe that no, was just no. the Christmas episode. That's just the Christmas I, episode. That's just oh the... Oh, my uh, God. In the Disney episodes, the mayor is the principal of the middle school. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> you, ladies and gentlemen, if you want the episode where the mayor is a DJ and want some more Christmas joy, the episode The Gang Puts Pork Chop Down. It's set uh-huh. around Christmas. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Christmas. Here's your that's dead a, talking that, dog. Yeah, that's a companion piece to this episode. <laughs> okay well so they get these tickets right and they're both of the guys are pumped because they had this idea together and then doug is immediately like hey what if i take patty instead of skeeter to the show (laughs) skeeter's like cool man honk honk that's literally what happened like like skeeter says could you imagine two more perfect people to go to a concert together and doug just goes off into the imagination zone and just starts drooling over patty Oh, yeah, and in that imagination sequence, he ima- what he imagines specifically is that Patty stares at him and Doug is just fist-pumping for, like, ten seconds. <laughs> to be fair, relatable. Yes. That's his imagination of it. While she just fucking stares at him. And he sings about patty in this moment and this could have been like the entire tension of the show right that like skeeter wants to go but doug is like ditching him for patty but they're just nah, like dude. nah no. skeeter's like yeah good idea fuck you i don't want to go anyway yeah, skeeter <laughs> skeeter cocks himself well, i was just thinking man why don't you and patty take the tickets and go to the concert even though Skeeter was the one who had the idea to go in the first place? Uh, that's fine, right. buddy. I had this idea and was instrumental in getting you the tickets, but you just tell me to fuck off. See what I care. In this point in my notes, I write, do we need to give the dog a ticket? And the <laughs> musical helpfully answers that for me later. It yep. does. <laughs> and, okay, so so... And this is also the moment where after Doug does this like solo singing about how sick Patty is, uh, Skeeter compliments him on his voice, which once again is proving that these fantasies happen in real time, right? Yeah, it also means Skeeter is psychic. Right. Or, his brain or no, 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 is so I'm, big that he has developed psionic powers. Makes well, sense. I'm thinking it's that Doug just sang the entire thing just out while Skeeter just stared at him. Also funny. <laughs> <laughs> And then after this scene, it fades to black in order to show the transition of a scene, and there is zero applause from the audience. (laughs) What the hell's happening? Help, I'm confused. I love that, that there is zero applause. At some point, I don't remember when, but at some point, a baby starts crying, and I want to let you all know that that was me. I was (laughs) one years old in 1999, my parents took me to the Doug show, and it has ruined my life. (laughs) Yes, of course. Three 30-somethings who were one year old in 1999. I'm not actually 30. 30. We just say that in the intro to uh, simplify the process. My parents were busy conceiving me in the back seats. Of course, I'm actually 80 years old. <laughs> God. Anyway, so now we're at school, 
And Skeeter is walking Doug through the three steps to dating. Dating rule number one, do not date my daughter. (laughs) Dating rule number two, date me, her repressed father. Yeah, I was just like, I I like it being the game better, but I was laughing about the book just being one of those t-shirts about rules for dating my daughter. (laughs) No, it's just a big, rule number three is just a picture of a shotgun. (laughs) God, well, the three steps are actually, it's as easy as this, folks. The step one is ask her out. Step two is show up. And step three is say goodnight. Do not jack off. Do not come in your pants. Just well, Doug furiously says, taking notes. Doug says step four is panic, which I assume happens after say goodnight. Mm-hmm. Yes. Say goodnight. Throw up in the bushes. Yes. Don't wear uh, a condom. Of course. <laughs> that one's just written in Phil's handwriting. <laughs> God. Well, they sing it. They start to sing about what's in the <laughs> wait, book. Wait, wait, wait. Phil's just, just like, did you wear a condom, Doug? And Doug's like, no, Dad. Thanks for your advice. He's like, did you have sex? No, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> Good job. <laughs> you've That was also in the book of never have sex. <laughs> Preserve your essence, son. You'll need it one yes. day to fight off the communists. That'll show her. <laughs> <laughs> Well, they they sing about what's in the book, and one of the things that they sing about is how normal Doug is. (laughs) (laughs) Relatable. (laughs) I too am very normal. (laughs) And then Patty shows up and says that she heard Doug on the radio. And Doug imagines her saying that he was very cool. (laughs) Yeah, I was yelling at my dog. (laughs) And eventually, Doug recovers from thinking about this, and Patty's just like, uh, yeah, way to go, dude. (laughs) I'm just Uh, like, how she recovers from it. Yeah, and Patty in this, like, throughout the entire musical, this is true, but particularly here, Patty sounds exactly like B.B. (laughs) Yeah, or just like she's got this like it, and like Jim said, it's very impressive that she's singing while maintaining uh-huh. this like incredibly Awful nasally voice. pitch. Yeah, it's wild, right? It's so uh, not bad. It's so like uh, offensive that it's impressive. <laughs> yeah, like there's a there's a special kind of thing you get in a bad movie where somebody has been given just awful material and they are putting in heroic effort trying to make it not suck. Five yeah. times a day. <laughs> five times a day. Probably ruined her vocal cords. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, probably. Five times a day for two fucking years? Woof. Uh, at least it uh. wasn't like ten years like most Disney shows. Yeah. Yeah. I, I noticed also that the uh, it, the first thing I read before seeing the length of time it went for, I saw that the studio this was uh, d- performed in went, then basically went on to be unused until 2009. And I was like, wait a minute, did this show go on for 10 years? Because <laughs> they didn't replace it until 2009. Did, oh. you, uh, did you look up what the show replaced? No. Did you? It, yeah. It's basically like... Uh... An audience interactive history of sitcoms. Oh my god! Jesus. They eventually they, they has like I Love Lucy and Cheers, but they eventually like incorporated Home Improvement into it. Oh my god, the dream! You could be on Home Improvement. <laughs> uh? <laughs> yeah, you, David Letterman's get... on it, and they show him throwing like shit off of a roof, and then the, the oh fake my... David Letterman just laughs at it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. 
go on research. Sounds good. And it was all amazing. I, I'll, I, I obviously this is a podcast, so I can't show pictures. But there's a, I posted a picture in the Discord of an awful picture of Doug and Patty at the parks. It's just the ah, yeah. uh, like I'm looking at it right now. I like when I saw it, I just went. Uh, out loud. <laughs> yeah, it's very. It's just like uh, like human sized puppets of Doug and yeah, Patty. Yeah, let's let's make this the episode art. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. No, I thought the episode art should be the the picture of the three actors: the Doug, Patty, and Pork oh, Chop. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Close the up on the dog. Oh. God. <laughs> All right. Well, so. <laughs> Doug imagines, as Patty is just like, oh, cool, dude. Doug imagines putting on sunglasses and asking Patty to go to the concert with him and then her laughing at him. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this is one of the times when they do the imagination sequence where they just change the stage lighting. Right, and if if you weren't a kid that knew what was happening. What the fuck is going on? (laughs) No wonder she laughs at him. (laughs) She's laughing at him, but it's kind of a, how can I get out of this without dying? Kind of. That's what happens after we come out of the fantasy sequence, because we come out of the fantasy sequence and Doug just screams in in Patty's face (laughs) and says that he's taking Skeeter to go. And Patty's like, oh, cool, dude, and leaves. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta take my bro. Yeah, yeah, we're cool. We're bros. I'm taking my dog. <laughs> <laughs> well, Doug says that he wants to be anywhere else and anybody else at all, which we can all relate to in this mm-hmm. moment. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and they open the book. They, o- they go back to the game and they find helpful opening lines for boys to stay to girls. I'm normal. <laughs> And it covers everything, like I how your like voice to make sound. Fuck with you, my dick is huge. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, that's what it says in the Three book. Three and a half inches, baby. <laughs> and it shows a picture of Phil grinning <laughs> <laughs> with a thumbs up in the clown yeah. outfit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Dress up like a clown. Chicks love that. The opening line is. I stand alone, just like the cheese. <laughs> Do you want to come with me? Your hair smells nice. <laughs> yeah, you... Doug, I'm four feet away from you. <laughs> I like what you look like when you're sleeping. Most of the allegations <laughs> against me have been dropped. <laughs> oh, my God. Do you want to go? It's got a coupon in it for Phil's family photo. <laughs> Do you like liquor store funyuns? (laughs) (laughs) Well, the things that we what we are actually supposed to say is that your hair is like the vast Serengeti at sunset, ablaze with splendiferous ray. I don't know what that is. Okay, (laughs) the splendiferous is what kills me in that one. Like, uh, why? That's what a Renfair pervert would say. Yes, (laughs) yeah. It says you gotta you gotta tip your fedora first. Yeah, yeah. You have to wear the dating fedora. (laughs) Of course, yeah. It comes with a dating fedora that's like made of (laughs) denim. (laughs) It's got got a label on the front that says "dating fedora for my lady." Well, we should Doug write this book. Yeah, of course. We're writing it right now. It's just the transcript of this episode. Yeah, this it's, is an audio book. It's a Patreon <laughs> reward. The big book of dating for boys. 
<laughs> Y'all be having well, sex with your hand in no time if you read this. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Why is there a lengthy bunch of Warhammer 40k lore in this? Because <laughs> it's perfect to show my lady how smart you are. <laughs> That's what really makes the chicks wet. <laughs> it's Warhammer 40k. Well, Doug shoves Skeeter into the boys' bathroom, which, oh yeah, by the way, they're having this entire conversation in front of the boys' bathroom. A, a crucial set piece here. <laughs> it is. Coach Spitz looms over us all. Oh my god. And he shoves Skeeter in there and he's like, you gotta help me out. And he starts to like tell these lines to Patty. Oh yeah, and by the way, this whole time Patty is just going backwards and forwards to her locker and just throwing, like, literally throwing books in the locker. And she does this like three times over the course of this scene. She's trying to figure out what clash needs to go to. <laughs> Doug just like Doug, uh, whatever the hell you're up to, could you hold off on it? I'm busy stealing everyone's books. Well, oh, maybe this takes place over the course of like three school periods. So Doug is just standing in front. <laughs> of a locker for like four hours yes <laughs> motionless yeah <laughs> not blinking of course well and that explains why like roger doesn't come out until later i don't know man but anyway so they they go back and forth and doug is like getting advice from skeeter about what to say and he says like the same stuff that's in the book, except he fucks up a little bit, and then he improvs at Uh-oh. the end about how he will amaze her just like Rutherford B. Hayes. In a whole lot of ways that would amaze even Rutherford B. Hayes! Oh, man. And oh. Skeeter tells us that that was one of our presidents. Oh. Yeah. It's very, it's very Invader Zim shit. Wait, does that confirm that this takes place in the United States? Yes, I think it does. Well, this oh. one does. I don't know if the Nickelodeon's ones do. Good, good point. Yeah, maybe maybe the Disney one retcons it to take place right. in the United States. Right, this may States. as well be a separate show. <laughs> oh, my God. Fun fact, that president's the one who's the reason why uh, Reconstruction failed. I had a I had a note in my notes that says here's where Jim will tell us about the president. <laughs> he himself is kind of boring, but uh, the election of Rutherford B. Hayes was a case of like the Southern Democrats won the presidency, which Reconstruction is still it. ongoing. They shouldn't be able to do that, and there is a very behind the scenes bargain. Okay, guys, we'll let you put the Confederacy back in charge in the South in exchange for us getting to make Rutherford B. Hayes president. This was a good decision that everybody respected. Well, now he's there to allow Doug to rhyme with the word amaze. <laughs> yep, great, ain't it? <laughs> well, Doug thinks about how, like, sick it would be if Patty continued to be, like, continued to ask him to play baseball, and then <laughs> They pipe Doug in just... applause here. Yep. <laughs> I thought, wait, did they actually applaud joke? I was like, wait, did they actually applaud that? And I went back and no, no, they didn't. It was was so that they could have the baseball joke. They had they had the sound of a of a baseball bat hitting a ball, and then they have applause happening. (laughs) It's just amazing decisions. And John just, like, keeps jumping in front into Patty, and Patty just keeps fucking running away from him. Please stop, Doug. (laughs) 
Oh, well, here's where Roger bursts out of the boys' bathroom and calls Patty, Patty, Patty Cake. <laughs> Get cocked, funny. And yeah, asks, that's what happens here. Oh, yeah, this is where the baby starts crying, haven't they? <laughs> yeah. The, the baby is sad that Doug is a loser. And he asks Patty to go to the Beats concert with him because remember he's rich now or something. And then he grabs her hand and insults Doug. <laughs> Perfect. This, this is where the musical should end. Yeah, I mean I'd fuck him. And Patty is holding his hand. It's not like she's he's like grabbing her wrist or something. They're like both of their hands are like clasped on each other. <laughs> Ah, yeah, this is what I like. And then (laughs) Doug tries to, uh, like, wait, didn't you have something you wanted to tell me, Doug? And Doug's like, nothing. And it's the first time that Doug (laughs) sounds like Doug. Nothing. It was nothing, really. Oh, okay. Because he sounds meek and totally defeated. Well done. Did you have Did you have something to tell me, Doug? Yeah, I have all these facts about Rutherford B.A.'s. <laughs> Fuck yes. <laughs> yeah. And also, and also the Space Marines. Damn straight. <laughs> <laughs> and this is when Roger walks off with Patty after Doug can't think of what to say. This is the next moment of audience applause. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's right after Doug says, I don't deserve these tickets. That's, <laughs> That's right, right. Pig. <laughs> The audience just fucking goes bananas. <laughs> they were clapping because Roger won. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they're, they're clapping because Roger won and made that baby cry. <laughs> yeah, oh fuck God, that the, baby. The perfect family show at Disney. <laughs> Well, Doug imagines everyone laughing at him for being a coward. (laughs) And then there's a voiceover of, we're laughing at you for being such a coward. (laughs) I actually laughed at that. And so he calls for help from Quail Man. Uh Uh-oh. My notes just say, oh no. Well, the narrator, the Quail Man narrator introduces him and he says all the things that we've come to know about him being from the planet Bob and shit. The closed captioning here says planet bottom, which I laughed at. (laughs) (laughs) Also notice we did see planet Bob got blew up and now he's their ambassador. So, hmm. Yeah. So they're reconning that too. You're right. And only like. There's, like, very scattered applause for Quail Man. Like, five <laughs> people clapping, just going nuts for Quail Man. Quail Man, strange visitor from Planet Bob. <laughs> also, there's this extended bit where they just keep on singing, Qualities of the Quail, Qualities of the Quail. As if it's going to start being a song, but it never actually does. Yeah, the Qualities of the Quail, like, being shot by the stupidest people in the world. <laughs> I.e. me. <laughs> They also change what the qualities of the quail are because they used to be just intelligence, grace, and speed, but now they have also added patience. Patience, patience has always and- been there, Mike. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You're right. I, how could I forget? Right. Come and on, Dougal. God. Recall also that Quailman's uh, outfit is underwear outside his pants, which is the thing that they always call out. 
And Doug is like, these are power briefs. And you can tell that that is the case because this underwear costume has like a bulge in it. <laughs> it has like a cup on the front. <laughs> It's always been a bulge, Mike. <laughs> All right, in I'm your headcanon, there has been. I'm aggressively gaslighting you about quail, man. Classic <laughs> Sam on this podcast. <laughs> God. The qualities of the quail have always included a rockin' dong. I don't know what you're so worried about. Uh, that's, that's grace, baby. <laughs> also, they made, they made pork chop so much worse. Oh, oh yeah. yeah they, quail dog. It's it's all the awful things about Porkchop, but then he has like a bobbing phallus on his forehead. <laughs> We've all been there, folks. Well, they fly off to the thicket of solitude in order to type on a keyboard that is not connected to a computer. <laughs> I gotta go to my gamer box. Yeah. <laughs> There's a towel on the floor of my gamer box. You have to go on our galactic patrol of typing. And they say, they, they type they type, and they talk about the other things in the galaxy that are happening, like asteroids and shit. And then they go and they talk about planet Earth. And Doug says that Earth is second only to planet Bob in its peaceful serenity. Not true. Not true. <laughs> planet Bob is blown up. Also, Earth is not peaceful. <laughs> Well, I mean, it's I 1999. guess... It's There is no such thing as violence or hate anywhere in the world. Shut your oh, ass yeah, up. Oh, yeah, good point. We are the world, baby. Yes. <laughs> I want to go to Plant Bottom. <laughs> is, that, is it more peaceful than Planet Earth? Probably. It's all well-behaved people. It's, it's Ram Ranch. They, they listen to orders. <laughs> oh. Let's get in the bunkhouse at Ram Ranch. Oh. Come to my well, gamer box at Planet Bottom. <laughs> <laughs> well... Well, thankfully, Doug stops thinking about Planet Bottom when he hears the quail call and he hears Patty using the quail call to call him for help. Now, the villain here is going to sound like <laughs> one of my bits, like the name, but I assure you it is not. It is real because this is also a real thing in the Disney franchise. Mm -hmm. She has been captured against her will by Dr. Rubbersuit. <laughs> yes, Dr. Dr. Condom. <laughs> He's trying to wear a condom. The fiend. <laughs> right? Uh, it's like kryptonite for quail man condoms. <laughs> Dr. Rubber Suit, ancient enemy of Raw Dog, hero of justice. Oh, my God. Well, at least they've, they've, they've replaced Dr. Klotzenstein. <laughs> yeah, fair point. <laughs> yeah, I'd much yeah. rather have Dr. Condom than that, honestly. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. And they make a joke. They're like, okay, he's like, okay, I'm going to fly off and go find him. And they make a joke here about how Doug can't find him, and nobody laughs. Where could that emperor of evil be lurking? Hey, genius, I'm over here. The audience has started to check out. <laughs> warning, warning. <laughs> But some of the audience half-heartedly boos Dr. Rubberman. <laughs> yeah, they don't like condoms either. <laughs> oh, Jesus. And so they, they, we now cut to Dr. Rubbersuit's uh, lair. And it's the Tonight Show set for some reason. Yeah, they're yeah. using the assets from the last show that was on this in this theater. Right, yeah. You just see fucking Larry King in the background. Right. David Letterman is Dr. Robertson. Right. <laughs> she's she's Patty is tied to the home improvement fence. <laughs> 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 
she's got just like who's the neighbor who's like just peering over her wilson god well patty is sort of tied up to this like (laughs) post sort of it's implied that she is all right and she screams and says, what are you going to do to me, Dr. Rubber Suits? <laughs> Nothing. Don't worry. Don't worry. I'm protected. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry. As somebody who wears a condom, I have no interest in women. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> well, she, he, he does actually kind of say that because he says, I'm not going to do anything to you. You're just bait for Quail Man. <laughs> and what is he going to do to Quail Man when Quail Man arrives, Mike? He says that he has this helmet that Patty makes fun of him for just looking like a bike helmet. He says that I'm going to use this helmet to numb Quail Man's neurons and crush his confidence. <laughs> Yeah, drain Quail Man of his self-esteem, which is like trying to draw blood from our stone. Also, let's be entirely clear, Dr. Rubber Sue is going to put a hat on Quail Man that makes him feel less confident. <laughs> oh, no. And, and also, like, Patty is, like, going back and forth being like, no, that's just a bike helmet. Totally trying to make another joke. And again, nobody laughs in the audience. <laughs> zero. Zero <laughs> reaction. It's my neuron numbing, confidence crushing, cosmic uh, thingy! It's a bike Quiet! There is, they even like pause for laughter here and nobody laughs. It would be more comfortable if they booed the joke. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's just silence. <laughs> Well, this, <laughs> this is a helmet that Dr. Rubberman has created to give Quailman anxiety and will make it so that he will remember when people make fun of him. It's like the stated objective here. That's the secret, Dr. Condom. I always have anxiety. <laughs> yeah. Also, as a result of causing Quailman anxiety, he himself will st- be pumped up. And he sings a little song about how pumped up he will be when Quailman is sad. Pump me up, pump me up, drain his brain and pump me up. Right, he sings like two bars of a jazz song about getting pumped up, but then just like stops singing it. And I was kind of sad. He gets pumped <laughs> up about humiliation. Hmm. He is. Hmm. And I wanted to hear the rest of this jazz number because it was like, yeah, uh, they, it was the first, it was like the first time that they didn't just use like generic musical background music. This time it's just like, I'm bummed up, baby. <laughs> they kill so many songs like three lines in. Yeah. And then all the ones Doug sings are agonizingly long. Do you think that they originally intended this to be like an hour-long special and then Disney was like, nah, man. (laughs) Thank you, Disney. Sometimes you make good decisions. (laughs) I mean, I think think they just like slap this shit together. Okay. Um, I don't don't think there there was a grand sprawling project given that they spent six million dollars on this. (laughs) (laughs) Good point. (laughs) Okay, well... They sing this song, and then Quail Man shows up, and as he shows up, his dog, Quail Dog, tells Quail Man that his shoe is untied, and while Quail Man ties his shoe, Rubber Suit Man puts the bike helmet on Doug's head. No, my virility sapped. (laughs) And then somewhere in the scene is the one time they use cream in this show. Oh shit, I missed it. 
Yeah, I can't Tor- believe I, I missed it. I missed it the first time, but I heard it the second time. He says something like, I'm going to cream quail, man. In oh, this, my In this God. show, they seem to replace the reliance on the word cream with blowout. So they use blowout <laughs> so much. Also bust. They use bust a ton. Mm-hmm. They do use bust. That's true. I do want to beat blowout. <laughs> oh, my God. And I want to bust all up in quail, man. Wear your rubber suit, folks. <laughs> anyway, so oh country. my god, so so Rubber Man has a four-step machine. He says in order to deal with Quail Man, he says step one is humiliation. <laughs> <laughs> now we're at plant bottom. <laughs> <laughs> He, he turns a lever and it's just it doesn't even have anything to do with the helmet it seems like it just starts playing some random voice saying I see London I see France I see Quailman's underpants I mean of course Ugh, which I don't everyone know. sees his underpants yeah, I don't know if that's the joke or not <laughs> I think but Quailman like turns around and he's like got a ball gag in his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Rubberman's like, wait, I didn't give that to you. Quailman's like, oh no. <laughs> hey, oh, when shit. this happens. He's like, Quail Dog, help. <laughs> the qualities of the quail, quail dog. bottoming from the top. God. Well, <laughs> then Quailman is like, I know what I'll do to solve this. I'll turn into Smash Adams. So, to stave off certain peril, the humiliated Quail Man transforms himself into Smash Adams. But <laughs> it immediately fails. <laughs> Turns into Smash Adams, attempts to hit on Patty, fails, and then, oh no, he's still being mocked and breaks down and says, uh, help, mommy. Again, again, imagine if you hadn't watched Doug and you're just like, who the fuck is Smash Adams? <laughs> Yeah, because he doesn't change costumes, right? Because well, like, the, the defining it at all. The defining thing about Smash Adams is that he's like looks like James Bond kind of, but he doesn't change his costume at all, and it just puts a spotlight on him, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm Smash so Adams." He says, Adams <laughs> Smash Adams, and okay, fine. I we assume that it's '99. You all know who James Bond is. Sure. Yeah, I guess did it play like a bit of a James yeah. Bond sting? I couldn't make it out. Okay. It did a vaguely right. Bond-esque thing. So, and because also it is Disney, vaguely Bond-esque is a lot less uh Bondy than it was back under Nickelodeon. Fair, We'd also fair. like to point out at this point that Quailman's sidekick, Quail Dog is doing absolutely nothing. <laughs> Yeah, in fact, the only thing he's done is fucking set up Quailman to get owned by Rubber Man. Uh-huh. Maybe, maybe a quail dog is working for Dr. Condom. He probably is. <laughs> God, well, he says this stuff, and then Patty starts singing a song to Doug about how he needs to just stop being anxious and be himself, which is what got him into this problem in the first place, right? Telling yes. someone to not be anxious is, is the most useless advice in the world. That's the point yeah. of anxiety. And two... I don't I really don't like it when shows like the moral is just be yourself because what if mm. you suck? <laughs> what, <laughs> what if? Can you imagine? <laughs> I mean, it also just gets rid of your need to have any self-reflection. Yeah, though this is again the core moral of Doug going back to the very beginning. Say what you like about this show, but it gets the concept of Doug. You don't need to change. Everything's right. fine exactly the way it is forever. I mean, yeah, this is like this has been the moral of Doug. 
forever mm-hmm. is don't change isn't required just be yourself like the everything's fine stop for your pleasure alone right stop thinking about it that kind of thing right god that, has a plan right yeah yeah <laughs> dr rubber suit can't get to you <laughs> dr rubber suit is just imaginary he cannot hurt you <laughs> god. Well, so so then Rubber Suit is like, oh, man, I'm going to skip step two and go direct to step three, which makes you wonder what step two was and why they even included it. But whatever. Uh, It's where a condom. Yeah. (laughs) He says step three is mindless taunting, his favorite. And the sound of this podcast begins. Also my favorite, yes. <laughs> yes, he turns the lever from one to three, and it just starts yelling, nya, 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 neener, 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 over and over and over again. Just like my inner monologue. <laughs> There's also something in there about cat penis, couldn't quite make it out. Of course, yeah, that's the hidden subtext. Like, if you play it backwards, <laughs> then it might sound like that. And then this you play puts... it backward, it just plays one of the episodes of this podcast. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> And then this just sets Quail Man to writhing on the ground because of how much it, he hates it. Oh, <laughs> I can't take it anymore. The bits go on so long and nobody likes them. Also, <laughs> it was really I, like I watched this twice because I hate myself. And, like, within at around this point in my notes, within four lines of each other, I had the exact same sentence. Oh, huh? there's a lot of filler in here. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And so Patty then just breaks out of her binds and jumps out to compete with Rubberman's jazz number to sing her Be Yourself song, which this was like the only like a competent bit, bit of like musical theater where there's two separate like sound sound like themes going on at once. Right. This could have been good, except for she's still having to do it in the Patty Mayonnaise voice. So you can't make out a word she's fucking saying. Oh, right. It's it's it could be good. And also, it's very short. Like we say, like they they really drew out the beginning of this. And now this part when there should be like whole entire songs here. Right. There should be entire songs here. No, unfortunately, we had to go through the part where Doug was making references to rather. <laughs> yeah, days. we needed seven minutes about how Doug lives here. Yeah, <laughs> we, needed, we needed a bunch of minutes about Doug reading the big book of dating for boys. Yeah, we wanted to drag out that Serengeti gag to at least three oh. minutes. Well, so they they sing for a bit to uh, to compete with each other. And then the number ends, and Rubberman just starts yelling, clap for me, to the audience. Clap for me! How old are you? Get back there! <laughs> and some people do, but other people <laughs> boo. The baby's still crying. <laughs> I, love, I love the fact that some people do clap. <laughs> That's my favorite shit. That's us. Those are our brothers and sisters. Yeah, yeah. Please clap. Remember, do you, okay. Do you remember the? Do you remember the time when we went to medieval times and we decided we had to cheer for the bad guy? <laughs> that world. That was so sick. We were just like Ulrich, true king of the north. <laughs> the only people in our stand clapping at that point. Yeah. We're the only was, people like, into it. Everyone else is kind of bored, and everyone else is so uncomfortable around us. We're all, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, just, I was just like waving my turkey leg around, going, "Yeah, fuck yeah, the true king, the true king comes, fuck the king." 
<laughs> and that was after the like at medieval times they read out like oh and this person's here for their ninth birthday but we were there for a friend's bachelor party which is fucking <laughs> sick and he was like uh yeah for the bachelor party we were like yeah, <laughs> yeah we're amazing. here on behalf of anti-civilization we're here to destroy you people and restore <laughs> yeah. the real king from france <laughs> This, this king does not have the divine right of God. Oh, fuck. Eat the turkey legs. I just run out. I just run out into the arena wearing the crown, going, "I'm the true king." Yeah, and then you just get stabbed. Yeah. Run over by a horse. Just the black knight chops my head off. <laughs> <laughs> and then makes out with the princess. <laughs> this is medieval times, folks. It's how he would have wanted to go. God, <laughs> we all cheer. <laughs> okay. Wow, that blood's really realistic. I wonder how they did yeah, that. Yeah, right? It's the best show ever. Baby crying in the background has Sam's face for some reason. <laughs> God, well, okay, so that's what the, well, so this is basically what's happening in this show, is yes. people are cheering for Rubber Man, and then Quail Dog starts talking to Doug. I'm speaking to you I've, telepathically. Don't listen to him, my friend. Quail Dog, is that you? Yes. I was fucking cracking up when Quail Dog just starts talking to Doug. It was amazing. And he, he's like doing like a deep ass announcer voice here. And he's, yeah, he's saying it's telepathic and Patty's like, why can I hear it? Which actually leads to an audience laugh. Another, uh-huh. another treasured audience laugh. It's like number is two. People, people questioning the integrity of the, the, the verisimilitude of the show. Uh-huh. <laughs> $20 word. Yeah, thanks. I learned it from videos about Dungeons and Dragons. Well done. <laughs> anyway, uh, they Quail Dog also repeats the the statement of "You have to remember to be yourself." Says the dog. Says the dog. <laughs> and Rubber Man's like, "Fuck you! No one cares about you, dog." <laughs> The dog says, I care about you, Doug. And Doug doesn't give a fuck. He's like, whatever, you're just a dog. Right, you're basically my slave. (laughs) You didn't help me at all in this. Patty says she also cares. And the announcer also tries to say he cares about Doug, but everyone cuts him off and says, shut up. (laughs) So then they, they, the audience starts cheering as a kid shows up on stage. An audience member shows up on stage dressed in Quail Man gear. And oh no, it's Quail Kid. <laughs> uh, which, I mean, Quail Man having a child sidekick is like Superboy having a toddler sidekick. <laughs> yeah. Super toddler here to shit his pants. <laughs> da 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 da. He shits his pants so hard it blows right through his diaper. (laughs) Finally! What a real hero! Where the kids says, Quail Man, I believe in you, and the audience fucking blows up. They're like, hell yeah, his kid's the best actor in the show. Yeah, I was like reading through the comments about this. They pick a kid out from the audience, and 
all the kids are terrified, obviously, but they also like <laughs> miss the show. Oh, that's true. Yeah, because they got to be dressing the kid the whole time, right? Yeah. And oh they have to coach man. The kid, so they just don't like the kid has no fucking idea what's going on. I forgot. I didn't even think about that at all. They have zero context. Uh-huh. I mean, there's so many comments on this video. They're just like, "Yeah, I was the kid, and I just I, I missed the show." <laughs> <laughs> and they were just like, "And that's why I liked it." Right. <laughs> it was the best moment of my life. Oh my god. Well, Doug is like, shut up, kid. You don't know him. You don't matter. I need more people to love me. Give me more recognition. (laughs) And he turns to the audience and says, I need everyone to cheer. (laughs) I need a spirit bomb from the audience. I would have loved if they just stayed fucking silent. (laughs) A spirit bomb made of validation. (laughs) Yeah, finally. And the announcer is like, everyone around the world, especially those in the ABC theater, begin to clap <laughs> Yeah, I was laughing cheer. a lot at that, that he was just, like, spelling out from them, just like, you people in the audience should be clapping now. <laughs> it would be amazing if they also cla- uh, piped in audience yeah. applause here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they have like they have the screen in the background, just a big flashing red applause sign. <laughs> yeah. Please, <laughs> please, God, we won't we let you this, out until we have to do this four more times today. Oh my God, it is eight in the morning. <laughs> oh my Don't God. talk to me until I've watched my Doug live show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh shit! Well, as everyone starts to clap and cheer. Uh, the dog helps the kid take the helmet off of Doug, and then they pull the lever to step four. And no one knows what step four actually is, because Rubber Man is like, no, not step four, and then he fucking blows up. <laughs> Condom slipped up. I guess. Yeah, this is a metaphor. I guess. <laughs> Ugh. There's a there's the Doug briefly thanks the kid, and then there's a song about how it was actually Quail Man's sick powers that saved the day and not the kid. Right. <laughs> Quail Man produced the validation himself. It was not the crowd. Right. He was like, nah, it was just me the whole time. It was my grace and patience. Are I a made fucking win. sick superhero? <laughs> Please applaud. Oh yeah. <laughs> God. Well, they break out of this fantasy, and Doug is just like, it's not really clear where Doug is at this point, and Skeeter just shows up, and he's like, hey, uh, you gave me the tickets, so let's go to the beach show together now. Right now, and it's been, it's, Doug's like, huh? Because he's been, like, <laughs> standing outside in the rain for three days. <laughs> yeah, that's gotta be it, right? Because this takes place in real time, yeah. and it is, it's just like a black background, like, no one knows where they It's are. days later. He's <laughs> just been thinking about Dr. Condom for three days <laughs> It's just the weekend in the boys bathroom And all the lights are turned <laughs> off in the school Just sitting on the toilet Staring at the, the stall <laughs> Screaming about how he needs Validation from an unseen audience Even though he's on the toilet His pants are still pulled up And he keeps shitting oh in his God. pants <laughs> What a good musical <laughs> Cody's up to quail Qualities of the quail. Why are we singing qualities of the quail now? Nobody fucking knows. I sat here using all my patience for three days. Just dug mouthlessly, like you're noiselessly mouthing qualities of the quail in the stall. (laughs) 
Oh, well, thank goodness it's time for the show. And Doug is like, I feel guilty that I turned you down, Skeeter. And Skeeter's like, nah, it's cool. You can ditch me for a girl. That's what the game says. <laughs> God. It says right here that you uh, can't date my daughter. <laughs> and I have a gun. I don't, I don't know how that's a rule. <laughs> Weird. This book got dark. <laughs> Wait, this is a (laughs) t-shirt. Well, they go into the audience now. The the actors now just, like, go into the audience. And they see that Porkchop is still on the stage. And Skeeter's like, oh, yeah, he has backstage passes. Weird. (laughs) Just absolutely cucking, Doug. (laughs) Just like, why does this happen? Why does the dog... And this is not Porkchop Quail Dog. This is just Porkchop. They gave him backstage passes and decided... They didn't want to tell Doug. He didn't invite Doug. (laughs) He probably invited Patty. I did... Like, why, why wouldn't they just say, oh, Porkchop's here? That's what they do for every other thing about, like, Porkchop being where it's not supposed to be. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's a why dog, who cares? Yeah. Yeah, or why don't they just not have Porkchop be here? Yeah, yeah please, please. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they briefly make this statement. And Roger, he he's there, too, and he's making the, he's, like, cha- making the audience chant, we want the beats, right? He's in the, he's, he's, do, he's hyping up the crowd. We want a blowout. <laughs> Give us beat. We demand God. beat. Beat to me now, please. Yes. Explosions go off, and Roger jumps on stage along with the beats. Who the 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 stage is rotated, and the beats come out. And I I think it might be this might be audience again. People who weren't allowed to see the show. People who dressed up as the beats who just who just jam around. And yeah, they have the beats on stage for probably less than a minute. They you have know, the beats on the stage. Yeah, there's a joke <laughs> to this effect, in fact, coming up. They have the beats on stage for the amount of time that it takes the stage to rotate, right? <laughs> the stage rotates out Uselessly to show the rotating. To show the beats come out, and then immediately after it finishes rotating, it then rotates back to put them away. <laughs> <laughs> And it sings a song. It could have played any of their classic songs, right? It could have played Killer Tofu. It could have. It could have played Ow, That Really Hurts. Yeah, it could have played the, Where's the My songs Sock. You know, I know we've complained about them only having three songs on this podcast, but God damn, it's the fucking live action <laughs> musical. Throw the hits in there. It's the place where you're supposed to play. Like in a musical, when a band shows up, this is the part where there should be a song. Uh-huh, that you know and heard a million times before. <laughs> Instead, they play a song that is loosely titled, You'll Never Know What'll Happen Until You Make the Call. And that's it. <laughs> cool. The first time I watched this, it was right when like the Travis Scott thing happened. I was just like laughing. About that. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! God. Uh, Patty shows up afterwards and is like, "That was a cool concert, but it was really short." And the audience uh, laughs. They're just like, "Why? Why did I bring my kids here?" <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And so Patty asks if they're walking home and they total they, Doug and Skeeter totally ignore her and turn around to talk about how they need that step three is take her home. Sorry, we forgot to mention one critical detail. Roger gets arrested for going on stage. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's oh, right. Oh, God, it's I Rod- missed that. 
Roger gets beaten up by security. Yeah, Roger gets pulled off the stage by security because it's implied that he just like runs up on stage and starts dancing. Yeah, that's right. And he's never he's never seen pretty much for the rest of the episode yeah. until like the bow, so he's in jail now. <laughs> I've gotta go to my home planet. <laughs> Prison planet. <laughs> Oh, shit. Well, Skeeter and Doug are ignoring Patty and talking about the game book. And (laughs) while Patty's just standing around being like, uh, and Doug is like, what if I just be myself? Mm. And Skeeter says, he's like, oh, yeah, okay, I'm going to go buy T-shirts. Bye-bye. Don't wait for me. I'm not going to go home. (laughs) I don't need to ride home. (laughs) I'll just walk. No big deal. Yeah, and so Doug Doug and Patty proceed to walk home together. And Doug totally blows it by just spazzing out over the last beat song while Patty's just like, mm, yeah. Yeah, that was the song, all right. Uh-huh. Yeah, we, we, were, we were there for that. And Doug is just like fucking crumping and jumping around. <laughs> <laughs> this is me. This is me being myself. Yeah, pretty, honestly, pretty much. And this is where, so this is the spot where, like, Patty, so Patty is talking about how, like, Roger thought they were on a date, right? And Doug is like, oh, shit, no, but it wasn't, right? It wasn't a date. <laughs> a date date. Again, literally a Nick episode. Yep. Yeah, exactly. And Patty's like, no, I was just using him for his money. Ha, ha, ha. That's what we do as women. <laughs> <laughs> Am I right? She turns to the audience. She turns to the audience and says, "Here's the big book of dating for girls." <laughs> oh my god! Well, and, and here's oh yeah, she says it was really fun until Roger went berserk, uh-huh. which I think is implying that Doug just went berserk right there, and she's like, "Dude, chill, fucking chill." <laughs> we were having a good time until <laughs> fucking blow it, you idiot. You stupid bug, stop dancing. (laughs) This entire bit from Patty feels like somebody very carefully managing the person in front of them. Like, this is Fisherman with a 20-pound line holding a nut with a 19-pound fish on the other end of it. Just like, eh, eh, come on, come on, come this way. No, don't, don't shit your pants. Don't shit your... Don't go boom boom. Don't don't, don't, don't <laughs> yell about Quail Man sequences for three days again. <laughs> Doug, stop uh, drawing in your notebook. Yeah. You're at a concert. Difficult concert. Well, Everybody's on their notebooks. <laughs> Patty starts to describe what a date actually is. A date date would be like somebody I really like came up to me and was standing there like you are now. And we knew we liked each other. And she's like staring off wistfully as she does this about like how someone would ask her to go skating on a Saturday and Doug is directly behind her as she's doing this and there's an amazing moment where as Doug is like creeping up directly behind her, Patty turns around and goes oh and like backs off. (laughs) (laughs) She like shoves him backwards. There's also a bit where she's like yeah no if I want a date date would be like going on Saturday to the skate park. Saturday's tomorrow, Doug. Yeah. With somebody like you. And Doug's just like, like me? And she goes, sure, whatever. <laughs> and then Doug launches yeah, sure. into another like five minute song about 
oh, someone like me. And I just imagine Patty just sitting there, arms crossed, being like, "Eh, he's going to snap out of this eventually. Let's see if he catches the hint. Uh As he's singing this, he like tries to grab her and she like jolts and pushes him backwards again. (laughs) I was wondering if this was like trying to set up a Doug on Ice thing. Oh, Oh, God. Holy shit. Yeah. And it would be start premiering this Saturday. (laughs) Oh, no. When this live action show like was the most popular attraction in Disney World, that's what they're banking on. Oh, my God. We can make Doug on Ice. Oh, my God. I didn't even. That's in character for how stupid Disney was around this time. (laughs) Holy fuck, that's good. Ugh. Well, Patty interrupts his fucking song about how he's like him, and then Doug, Doug, like, whirls around in, like, a Wing Chun martial arts dance, and she's like, you want some candy? Oh, you want some Red Hot? <laughs> this will distract him. Yeah. Ooh, what good boy doesn't want a treat? <laughs> I do. I do. Please give me a treat. Thank you. Oh my god. And this is again just like ripping <laughs> off the time when they went to see a movie together and she gave him treats. And yet Doug whips around and he has the ball gag back. <laughs> <laughs> no. She's like, you gotta take that out if you want to have some treats. <laughs> I love treats. <laughs> God damn it. Well, so so she asked him if he wants some candy, right? And then Doug just says, oh, uh, tomorrow as Patty's leaving? And she's like, yeah, for skating. And Doug is like, yes, I did it. Even though he, all he did was say tomorrow. Like, like. The audience is like unenthusiastically right. scattered applauding here because he didn't actually ask her out, right? right? She did all of the work. I was so confused at this point. Like the first time I watched this, I thought he just fucked it up. Yeah, I, exactly, it would have been right? so much better if he had. <laughs> like the idea that, no, the hints have been dropped with incredible force and having Doug be so oblivious that, no. Oh, she doesn't hate me. Yes, I was also hinting we should do something, but okay, never mind. As opposed to... Right. As opposed to that, she says, tomorrow. Right, Doug? And Doug's like, yeah. Yeah, tomorrow's, <laughs> tomorrow comes tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, and it's, it's probably... <laughs> it's probably Saturday tomorrow because she <laughs> mentioned Saturday. So, okay. Yeah, tomorrow's and Saturday. Like, it comes after Friday. Yeah, that's how the days work. I also kind of read Patty's actress being increasingly frustrated about this being like, no, this is the part where you say, oh, yeah, you want to go skating tomorrow? Yeah, if you're not being a little creep about it. Instead, you're just singing about how incredibly pumped you are about this. Live outside of yourself for a quarter of a second, Doug. Please, we're begging you. Would you go on a date with someone like... (laughs) Me? (laughs) And I think that's what makes it extra amazing that the audience reaction here is just like scattered unenthusiastic (laughs) applause. It's just like, like, how much longer is this? (laughs) (laughs) It's like, you didn't actually do anything, Doug. She did all of the work, whatever. That's why they go nuts at the end. They're just like, finally. (laughs) Right. And also, oh, oh, so this is another thing where it's using, like, the animation as, like, a backdrop for where they are. And they are outside Patty's house at this point, right? Like, all of this is happening at Patty's house. And then Skeeter shows up in a fucking Beats merch clown suit outside Patty's (laughs) house. Yep, Patty honk honk. And Doug brags about how Patty gave him candy. 
Also, Skeeter does not do a single honk honk in this musical. Boo. He does at the very end. Right here at the very end, there is one. There is a single honk honk at the the very end. I know. Honk honking every third word. Exactly. Or at least at the beginning when they introduce him. Play the goddamn hits for God's sake. No, they. There. This is where. This is like the thing where actors who are or are like uh, uh, pigeonholed into being comedians are like, I want to go do something new. They're like, we don't want to play the hits of Doug. We need to go and do something new. Yeah, it's like Hulk Hogan playing Mr. Nanny. <laughs> I think it's, honestly, I think that's probably what kind of happened in the Disney reboot because in the Disney reboot they they crushed so many of the things that like were staples of the or, or like big 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 uh-huh. staples yeah. of the original series right they got rid of the beats they got rid of the honker burger they got, they got rid, rid of, of the mouth noises yeah they got rid of the mayor they got rid of the school like everything they, they made roger different they made patty they decided different. They to focus Skeeter on different. the characters and this was a mistake right <laughs> a, a, watching a disney episode is like watching a knockoff imitation of the original yeah. shitty product it's worth so much. It's like watered down. It's like any other sitcom except way worse. Yeah. yeah, it's bizarre too because like half the voice actors are the same and half of them are different. Doug is bad, but it is very much its own thing. And then the Disney version is the same degree of bad, but watered down with just filler. Ah, uh, well. Speaking of not good, they finish out this musical. By Doug, he's he's and Skeeter also says see you tomorrow. So I guess Skeeter is also going on the date. But he says like they're talking about how, you know, Doug was so worried about impressing her that he forgot to be himself. And they all sing a song about how at first Doug seemed average and then kind of neat. And then and then quote, Mm. cause like him or dump him, there's nobody quite like Doug. Also (laughs) a lie. They turn these guys out in factories by the thousands. The suburbs are an engine for creating Dougs. That is their purpose. I just love how they have a caveat for if you don't like Doug. (laughs) That's my favorite (laughs) shit. Like him or dump him, and God, you wish you could dump him. I want to dump him like a piece of shit. (laughs) I would like to put him in the toilet while wearing a condom. And speaking of pieces of shit, Patty invites Doug, Skeeter, Porkchop, and Roger to all go to Mr. Swirly's. Well, Roger's in jail, and (laughs) it's so funny that all the things they re-retconned they didn't bring back the honker burger. <laughs> right. They did they they re- decided to replace the honker burger with Mr. fucking Swirlies. Swirly bought out the honker burger because he needed the ground beef to make a new type of ice cream. A uh, gym it gets replaced by a French restaurant called Chez Honke. Oh, that's right. I'm not joking. I <laughs> Did did they know? They have to have known, right? <laughs> They had to have known. Known about 9-11. Also that, <laughs> but also that honky is an e- racial epithet designed for white folks, in the immoral word of Dave Chappelle. <laughs> oh, f- because it's a pro- it's appropriate. It's in suburbs of Richmond, Virginia. There's only Shay Honkay is going to serve Honkays. Well, they they finish everything out by as they're all leaving out the duck door, Skeeter stops Doug and he's like, hey, be yourself. And then Doug goes... Hey, that's a cool theme. Isn't that why they call it a 
theme park and i booed <laughs> in my room the actor's eyes look so dead when he says that now remember this is the last line of original dialogue written for the character Doug. <laughs> until the pending Doug dlc for nickelodeon fighters extreme the final Doug line <laughs> is referencing that they're doing this in Disney World. Uh-huh. Please, please, please. Oh, As no. the announcer said way back at uh, mid the Quail Man thing, this is especially the ABC TV theater in the Disney MGM studios. God. Yeah, it's the, like the D list of uh, the Disney parks. <laughs> Like, Animal Planet is more popular than MGM Studios. (laughs) There's, like, two rides in Animal Planet. Come the fuck on. Oh, my God. Well, everyone comes out for a bow, and Patty gets the most applause out of anybody. You're trying, alone in this crew. You're really trying to make this material work. They throw trash at Porkchop. (laughs) (laughs) Be gone, thou hideous creature. And the announcer reminds parents to not forget their children or other belongings. <laughs> and that's it. That's Doug. That's, that's Doug how action, Doug maybe. died. That is the moment. This was the final Doug production. <laughs> God. That sucks, man. Yeah, <laughs> it's so sucks. funny that they haven't done anything with Doug since then. Yeah, this is what the final epitaph of Doug is. Oh, man. Yeah, oh, morals are shit. cool, right? No! Only themes. The theme of be yourself and go to Mr. Swirly's. Go to bed, dog. And don't wear a condom. <laughs> Oh my god. The rubber man is the bad man. God. Shit. And just kind of trust girls are going to force you into dating them, despite the fact that you know canonically they're not actually that interested in you. Right, and everyone should read the game. (laughs) There's no room for Doug in a post-9-11 world. Ugh. Well, do is, is there any moral that we can take from this other than be, be yourself? yourself? They, they be yourself. Out for you. It sucks. I hate it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and then they have they have like uh, credits for Disney Rob, and it's so funny. It's just it's, like cameraman <laughs> Disney Rob. <laughs> That's the moral. Disney Rob is a champion fighting against the man. What else did Disney Rob put out? I didn't look at his channel at yeah, all because I was closing this shit immediately. <laughs> Whatever. It doesn't matter. It's probably more of this shit of the live action shows. Turns out that he does live action readings of his own fan fiction. He's actually a competitor oh, of ours. Thank you, Disney Rob. We love you. Well, all right. I mean, I guess that's it. Thanks, everybody, for being here for this very special special. <laughs> Merry Christmas to all. And to all, be grateful Doug is dead. Oh, Happy Hanukkah, Marv. I don't want to do the Disney episodes because they're going to be all worse. They're going to be even worse than this Too shit. Too bad. You know. That's nice, <laughs> asshole. Who asked you? Everyone. <laughs> yep. Get back in the gamer box. Okay. <laughs> we'll see you back in the gamer box. The Doug Hole all will right, return in Doug Harder. Oh, my God. All right, everybody. Well, thanks for being here. <laughs>
for this very special episode of Doug. We'll see you when we see you. Goodbye. Don't wear a condom. Yeah, what he said. Yourself! Cool thing! Hey, why do you think they call it a theme park? Why do you think they call it a theme park? Why do you think they call it a theme park?